Welcome, welcome, welcome into Moments of Genius here on CMRU.ca by students for you. My name is Peter Roman, and this is the fourth week of my quarantine edition of my show. And so last week, for those who might not have listened, I did talk about the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. And so if you want to hear my thoughts on that, that was last week. But this week, I'm returning to what has been my new normal schedule of my show, starting out with my COVID-19 sports news update, followed by my live sports update, and then my movie slash TV show recommendation. So, sadly, today I'm starting with some unfortunate news. This broke yesterday and was made official today, but... U Sports and Canada West have decided to cancel all the fall sports. And so university sports will not be happening during the fall, or at least most of them won't. According to the release statement from Canada West, which is the governing body of the it's the governing body of all the different university sports um, competitions in western part of Canada so they are they run the schools basically BC Alberta Saskatchewan Manitoba and so in their statement sports such as football rugby field hockey and soccer have all been canceled all of those fall sports will not be happening this year this was decided upon and so they're all gone. Uh, the other couple sports, which is the individual sports such as golf and cross country, as well as swimming, apparently a decision on that will be made by July 15th because those sports might have a better shot at going ahead. Not entirely sure if that's going to be possible, but those sports have a shot at going ahead. As far as what this means for Mount Royal, the soccer team will not be, the soccer teams, I should say, will not be playing this fall. And this also has big ramifications on every other sports team because they're not, they're basically not having any sports until January 1st, 2021. So for hockey, for volleyball, for basketball, their seasons, if they happen this year, will be much shorter than what they normally are because normally those sports will start in October slash November and they'll go all the way through March but obviously those sports now will at best be starting January 1st and so it's a sad day for university athletics in Canada considering the cancellations of the fall sports I really hope this doesn't I really hope that the other sports are able to go ahead at some point and honestly it's a real shame it's i got to work for the mru cougars this past year and it was so much fun i enjoyed it so much and getting like it's just i don't know it's that feeling where you saw so much great potential out of the teams and it's a shame that this might interrupt something that could have been fantastic from what i've read apparently eligibility will still be there for athletes which is good but obviously if you're a graduating athlete 
might be a little more complicated than that. So there's kind of a lot of moving parts to this, but Canada West canceling the fall sports, specifically football, field hockey, rugby, and soccer. So we won't have those during the fall semester. Again, a huge shame, but health and safety, and especially with most universities going to an online format. I, I, it's not that I agree necessarily with the decision, but I understand why it's happening. And so anyway, wanted to get that out of the way. That was news that broke last night and confirmed this morning in a statement. So from that to better news, the NBA is back mostly. So the National Basketball Association finally has a plan that we know about. They, I guess, have been discussing this for a little while, but they made it public over the last week. And so the NBA, according to different reports, has a return date currently set for July 31st. And they are, like the NHL, they're not going to bring back every single team. They're only going to bring back a select number of teams. And so for the NBA, they're going to bring back 22 teams. Basically, the justification for this was just that they wanted to bring back any team that was six or fewer games within a playoff spot, essentially. So that means we have a lopsided return. So we're going to have 13 teams return from the Western Conference and nine from the Eastern Conference. If you're wondering why there's a lopsided number, it's because the Western Conference is way better than the Eastern Conference in the NBA, and it has been for pretty much my lifetime so <laughs> that's why we have the disparity in the numbers so from the western conference in addition to the eight playoff or the teams who are in the eight playoff spots you have the new orleans pelicans you have the san antonio spurs you have the phoenix suns you have the portland trailblazers who are going to be coming back and trying to fight it out for the final playoff spot in the eastern conference it's just going to be the Washington Wizards, they were the only team close enough to potentially get into that eight seed. And even then, not super likely. Because part of this, part of the new format for the NBA is that they are going to have a playing tournament. But there's exceptions to this. So basically, the simplest way I can explain this is that because you have the top eight teams in the West and the top eight teams in the East, that both go to the playoffs. And so I'll use the Western Conference just as an example. So in the West, the top seven teams who get there automatically will be in the playoffs. There's, you know, that's it, they're in, nothing, nothing more to be discussed on that. But then there's the eight and nine seed. So the way the NBA is doing this is that every team that's coming back is going to play eight regular season games. And then at the conclusion of those eight regular season games, we'll have the standings. And obviously this doesn't conclude a full season, but at the end of the eight games, if the number eight seed, so just as an example, the current number eight seed in the Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies. So let's say the Memphis Grizzlies remain in eighth place. If the ninth place team in the West is within four games of the Memphis Grizzlies, then they will get to play them in a play-in tournament. And the way the play-in tournament works is that the ninth seed would play the eighth seed, 
and the ninth seed would have to win two games in a row versus the eighth seed, while the eighth seed would only have to win once in order to eliminate the ninth seed, and then that would determine the final place in the playoffs. I hope that makes sense. That's kind of the simplest way I can explain it. So again, if Memphis are the, is the eighth seed in the, in the West, which again, you know, just as an example, and let's say Portland is the ninth seed, and if Portland is five games behind Memphis, then Memphis is automatically in the playoffs, nothing more to be said. But if Portland's within four games, then the Trailblazers will have to beat Memphis twice in order to get in the playoffs, while Memphis will just have to beat them once. Is it fair? Maybe not 100%, but considering the circumstances, I think the NBA has done a really good job of outlining this format. And so you have a lot of teams in the West who are definitely in consideration, and especially because Portland's the team I look at. Portland was really hampered by injuries this season. They lost Nurkic, they lost Collins, Damian Lillard was kind of in and out with some injuries this year. CJ McCollum, the same thing. And so they're going to be back and they're going to be healthy. So Portland's going to be a really dangerous team to potentially get into the eighth seed in the West, which would be bad news for the Lakers, who are almost certainly going to end up as the number one seed. The New Orleans Pelicans are another very interesting team. A lot of people just want them in because of Zion Williamson, who I will grant is a very exciting player to watch. New Orleans are kind of interesting. I feel like this could be really good for them. Not in the sense, not like Portland, because Portland had a lot of injuries. Versus New Orleans, I feel like they never really got a proper training camp together because Zion Williamson was hurt for the first part of the season. And you had other players who were still kind of, you know, brand new to the team, finding their role. And so having kind of a training camp, having this ramp up here, I think is really good for the Pelicans because it allows them to essentially get proper chemistry going together. And so they could be an interesting team to keep an eye on. Obviously, the San Antonio Spurs could never, ever count them out. They're always, they just always seem to be in the mix. So anyway, the Western Conference should be interesting. The Eastern Conference, not so sure. Washington is six games behind Orlando, who's the eighth seed. And if I'm honest, Washington is not very good. And I expect Orlando to be in the eighth seed. I don't think there will be the need for the play-in tournament on that side. But the important thing is the NBA is back. That is the format, 22 teams. We'll be coming back to Orlando. July 31st is their targeted return date. And Game 7 of the Finals, if it goes that far, would be October 12th. So that's the NBA. Very exciting. We could have a lot of basketball being played in the months of August and September. Like I said last week, the Premier League is back as well in England. The most watched soccer league in the world. Coming back June 17th. That's a Wednesday. They'll kick off with... Arsenal taking on Manchester City which as an Arsenal fan is basically a death sentence because it's like yay soccer is back I'm so excited oh wait Man City's gonna kill them anyway that's that's okay Arsenal weren't doing anything this year anyway but Manchester City Arsenal Aston Villa and Sheffield are the two games that will kick off the Premier League season these two games had to be rescheduled initially because of cup competitions earlier in the year and so they're the first ones to come back and then the weekend, that weekend will be the first set of match day fixtures kicking off in the Premier League. 
for Liverpool, in order for them to win the title, they would have to beat Everton in their first game, and then they can win the thing on the 24th against Crystal Palace. So that's how quickly Liverpool might be able to win the Premier League title, which they are almost 100% certain to do. Meanwhile, a couple other news. The MLS is going to come back at some point. They have an agreement with the Players Association. We don't have return dates. Orlando would be the location for them too, but not a lot else outside of that. So MLS still a lot to be determined. The Canadian Premier League, kind of the same thing. They seem to have some kind of framework. They're just not really releasing it. Although the commissioner of the league is having a Q&A tonight. So maybe there'll be some answers from that. Prince Edward Island seems to be gaining a lot of traction as far as why they would make sense for being the single site location for the return of the Canadian Premier League, mostly because they have zero active cases of COVID-19 in the province. And so from a safety perspective, it's probably at the top, if not, you know, like it's probably near the top, if not at the top, as far as safety is concerned for the CPL. So it would be a tournament style in one location. A lot of CPL teams have at least begun training. So another league that it seems to be, you know, within the next week or two, we might get some concrete dates and potentially format for them. And finally, my last bit of news, CONCACAF, which is the governing body of North and Central American soccer, their international competition, they've made changes because CONCACAF competitions is how teams get into the World Cup. And so they decided to make a change. And their change is that instead of the traditional hexagonal, which they have the best six teams in the continent go toe-to-toe for automatic places at the World Cup, they have decided to make a change. And so they're going to be having three groups of four teams. And so the way this essentially works is that you're going to have three groups of four based on the rankings, like the FIFA rankings, and each group winner will automatically advance to the World Cup with the top second place team going to the playoff. And there's a lot of other things in there, but that's kind of the simple way to describe it. The point is for Canada, they will now be a part of this top 12 for the CONCACAF FIFA qualification. And do I think Canada will actually qualify to Qatar 2022? No, I don't think they're good enough, at least not yet. But This is really good because it allows Canada to get real competition and you'll be able to play the best countries on the continent. And more importantly, I mean, that second place spot is not totally, you know, not totally like out of reach. So basically the way this would work, you have the United States, Mexico and Costa Rica, who would be the the favorites in each of the groups. And then Jamaica, Honduras, El Salvador would be in pot two. So Canada would have to play one of those three teams. And could Canada beat one of those three in order to get into second place? Potentially. And then from pot four, you just don't want to get Haiti. Haiti is definitely the best team out of that. Haiti beat Canada at the Gold Cup in 2019. So anyway, that's the little COVID-19 sports news update. To the live sports update... The Bundesliga is all but over as far as the title race is concerned. Bayern Munich again. I mean, I I get that the other leagues aren't back yet, and maybe this is unfair to say, but 
Bayern Munich just don't look like they're losing. Maybe ever. This team has been just in sync and on fire since coming back from the lockdown stuff. And so Bayern Munich, 4-2 win over Bayer Leverkusen. They have survived every test with flying colors. They've passed every test, I should say, with flying colors. The 4-2 win over Leverkusen. Sadly, Kai Havertz, who's Leverkusen's best player, couldn't play in this game because of a muscle injury, which is a real shame because I think he's been maybe the best player in the league since it came back. But my standout player from this game from Bayern, Kingsley Coman, who I thought was brilliant all game long. He's always been a really fast player who causes problems for defenders with his speed, but he was on full display, cool, calm finishing, brilliant playmaking. Coman, my man of the match from the Leverkusen-Bayern match. And so, because of that, Bayern Munich find themselves pretty clear at the top of the table. They have a seven-point lead on Borussia Dortmund with four games remaining. So, unless they have a total collapse, it looks like it's going to be Bayern Munich again winning the Bundesliga title. As far as some of the other results, I wanted to pick out specifically RB Leipzig and SC Paderborn, which basically knocked out Leipzig from title contention because Paderborn are currently in last place and almost certain to get relegated. And they got a 1-1 tie with Leipzig with a last-minute goal in stoppage time. Leipzig also suffered the really bad news of losing their top player, Timo Werner, as he's been sold to Chelsea. So he's still with the team for the remainder of this season, but he will be joining Chelsea next season. And so Timo Werner, their top goal scorer, probably their best player, is now leaving the club, which is obviously a real shame. But I do want to note, very interestingly, Jonathan David is on the is going to be on the move to one of the big European leagues, and he's been linked with RB Leipzig. And now that Timo Werner is gone, maybe Canadian international Jonathan David can pick up where Werner left off. Not literally in the sense that I, mean, I know Jonathan David's not the player that Werner is, but there's kind of a lot of playing time that's now available at the striker position at Leipzig. And I think Jonathan David, if he goes there, he'd be playing under a great coach, he'd be playing for a great team, and he would get a lot of opportunity to start on a regular basis for a team that will be competing in the Champions League. So, just putting that out there, I think David to Leipzig would be really good. Anyway, Borussia Dortmund also won their match against Hertha Berlin, but, you know, kind of hanging on for dear life in the title race because Bayern Munich almost certainly going to win it mathematically here in a couple weeks. And then, finally, I wanted to end on La Liga because La Liga is coming back on Thursday, which is very exciting. Sevilla playing Real Betis on Thursday, and then you have Barcelona, and Barcelona's playing Mallorca, and Real Madrid is playing Ibar on the weekend. Barcelona has a two-point lead over Real Madrid at the top of the table. So La Liga will be back. I will have that to talk about as well next week. And finally, my movie slash TV show recommendation for anyone who's still not able to go back to work, like myself, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
My pick this week is actually a short film, one that I watched a couple of years ago at uh, the Calgary Comic Expo, which was kind of a cool, neat little sneak peek. Anyway, the film is named Tom and Grant, and so it's made by Tom Cavanaugh, who's actually, he plays a lot of different roles on the TV show The Flash, and Grant Gustin is the guy who actually plays The Flash on that TV show. But they made a short film. It's a really simple premise. It's like a really short film, like 20 minutes, costs I think $1.50 or something like that. But it's really funny, but again, really simple premise. Basically, Tom and Grant are playing two thieves who are trying to steal from bank robbers. <laughs> Which I know sounds really kind of messed up because it's like, wait, what? Like, it's basically robbers trying to steal from robbers. And the movie's hilarious because it's mostly just Tom and Grant sitting in a car and trying to pass the time because they're like staking out the robbers who are gonna rob the bank, essentially, so then they can steal the money from the robbers, if that makes sense. It's a really funny, really funny movie. Very, you know, if you're looking for 20 minutes to kill, it's, I definitely recommend Tom and Grant. Very funny movie. Just, again, it's mostly just the two guys being, you know, stay, they're doing the stakeout thing in the car, but it's the banter that I love between the main characters. And so that is my movie recommendation for the week. And that is the end of my show. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I will have La Liga games to talk about next week. Premier League will be coming back very soon. And the NBA has a return to play plan. So a lot of exciting things for sport. And remember, be healthy, be happy, and stay safe, everybody.